Heights and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy The holiday season, so whoop-dee-doo and fuck yourself. I can't remember what the wow. lyrics are. I think it's something like that. I think it's something like that. Am I close? Am I close? I just, Can I get a ruling? <laughs> I thought that was that was spot on. That's exactly how we used to do it back in England in, in the olden days. You know, uh, I loved it. That's my, why I got so excited. This is my non-family podcast, so it's the only one. This is Hell After Dark, everybody. Ooh. <laughs> Same for me. Like I can't be. I'm not nearly as horned on any of the other things yeah. that people have me on. It just it doesn't work. This is we get to show another side of ourselves. Two sides. Welcome to all is merry and bright and tights and fights. The festive wrestling podcast. Yeah, it's a little different this week. Hitting different, isn't it? I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Danielle Radford. Oh, hello. And Lindsay Kelk. It's me. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone. It's the last night of Hanukkah. And when we're recording this, you're hearing it next week. Those candles have long since been extinguished by air. We don't do it ourselves. That's how it is in a Hanukkah household. We hope you're staying safe, finding the best way to stay connected with your family and friends on the weirdest Christmas of any of our lifetimes. And of course, we hope you're watching a bunch of Christmas specials and Christmas movies. Ooh. There's so many that are on TV and streaming. Everything is available. Uh, even black market copies of the Star Wars holiday special, the original one, not, not the Lego one. <laughs> I, I have the hookup if you need it. If anyone yeah. needs it, I got you. I we think have I have multiple copies. Yeah, at this point I, I, I trust life. that you would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, of course, I've owned a copy of it. I've been to a Comic Con. I've, I've been to that weird, creepy bootleg uh-huh. VHSs and uh, and CDs section. That's also where you get the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Yes, TV. it is. It is where you get that with, with the very faded cover. There are so many on TV. We're going to help you decide what to watch. This is your viewing guide for the holidays. I, I have a whole bunch of suggestions, but I'm curious. I feel like there may be overlap. And, and Lindsay and I are going to get into an argument at some point. Oh, is it love actually related? I bet it's love actually no, related. Not only do I, f- I not only do I follow her on Twitter, but I read her tweets. For some oh, reason, no. they come up very often. <laughs> Danielle, oh, no. Danielle, why don't you throw out the first recommendation? Uh, okay, so I'm gonna be. I, I really. Hmm. All right, uh, screw it. I'm going for it. Uh, I'm gonna call it, and I'm saying Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Sweet. You know, uh, it's interesting you mentioned that. Because this past week on We Got This, we took a slate of films that are arguably Christmas movies and decided whether they were or were not. And Batman Returns was on that list to be adjudicated. I, it's, I'm sorry. It's a Christmas movie. Christmas is, to me, it's got to be that Christmas plays a very important part in what is happening. Because you can like take Christmas out of a lot of stuff and they'll just be like a regular old um, mm-hmm. thing. But like Christmas is a very important part of Batman and Robin. That's the Not only fun. way you get the mistletoe thing. It's all about like taking the ice princess off the roof. Sorry, spoilers for like a 40 year old movie. And like just the ambiance and the snow and uh, Christmas is just a very important part of Batman Returns. And so I insist it is a Christmas movie, in which case it is my favorite. Hard disagree. I'll fight everybody today. I'll fight all <laughs> of you. You can set that movie any time of year. They they crafted things around it because it was Christmas, but you could make that movie Okay, the, but they the shot penguin it out a lot. It's like it was Christmas <laughs> outside. They shot you it could, out a lot. You could make any movie about or not about Christmas, but <laughs> they is, did. So this like, is how that, can you say that? This is that same Shane Black thing of we'll set it at Christmas, and then not only do we get the money if it's a successful film, but if it's a Christmas movie, they'll play it forever, and we'll make a, a bunch of money off the residuals. But my Look, argument Mariah's now, never complained. Yeah. exactly. My argument there would be that I—it's only very recently I feel like it's been identified as a Christmas movie. So they Not haven't pushed it out podcast. every single year <laughs> as a Christmas movie, which maybe they should have. And then this, your argument might have more merit, sir. Sir, sir. Listen, <laughs> I'm sorry. You've both been guests on the podcast, therefore you consent to any decision we make. 
But I don't I, remember but, signing that. Here's the thing. <laughs> you you can watch. It can be any movie that you want. Any movie we mention here can certainly be a Christmas tradition for you, and therefore for you, it is a Christmas film, and that's okay. We're not here to yuck your yum. Thank you. Not, Leave my I'm yum not here alone. To do that. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy that middling sequel. <laughs> It's the best one. I mean, it's okay, Danielle. It's just, it's <laughs> it really be, hard it for you and I. One. I think it's really Michelle hard Pfeiffer. for me and Danielle when Papa Hal is wrong. Um, because we've been looking for a strong mm-hmm. father figure. And we were well, looking for Papa Hal. This is going to be your you easiest know. evening ever. Lindsay, what's your first recommendation? Um, so my first recommendation <laughs> is going to be a movie I watched a couple of nights ago, which is so a Christmas movie, Hal. It's so a Christmas movie. Batman Forever. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, it's a movie. It's a Finnish comedy horror movie called Rare Exports, and I had not seen it before, but I have seen it pop up on a couple of lists this year, um, and it's a solid recommend from me. It's they they recommend it for fans of Gremlins, that kind of a thing. Um, it's very low stakes horror because the main character is a kid, so you kind of like there's tension and concern but you don't ever really feel like anyone's gonna die in a gruesome fashion it's like Mm -hmm. teased because you could watch it with kids you could totally watch it with kids um it's super super fun it involves blowing up a volcano not a mountain that you kind of don't really see but that's fine um there's a helicopter there's some dead reindeer uh, and it's all about uh, a billionaire is trying to dig up the remains of santa claus out of this finnish mountain sure and then the little kid who still believes in santa is worried that if santa is reanimated uh will come and take away all the children who have been naughty because he gets deep into some like krampus territory krampus is never named but it's like the little kid is like, the Santa Claus you think of with the Coca-Cola thing is a lie. This is the real Santa. He actually says that. It's great. Santa uh, truther. I like right? it. Wow. <laughs> He's a Santa truther. Uh, and they eventually capture this sort of decrepit skinny man with a beard. And they think that that's the evil Santa. And then it's just twists and turns ahoys. But it's it's really fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And it's, it's a solid recommend and potentially one that not a ton of people have seen because it's in Finnish. Uh, it's fun. It's fun time. Makes it feel even more Christmassy, if you will. Ooh, lovely. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a classic that I just rewatched in the last week. I could watch it again now a million times in a row. I think it's the movie that should be shown over and over again instead of Christmas Story, which I also love. And that's Home Alone. I mm. love Home Alone. It's so good. It's so pure. The parents are so bad. They are all terrible to him. He is <laughs> right so to want them out of his life. He's right, though. He's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. There are ways to deal with a child. I think that if we get into the nature versus nurture, you see when he's on his own, he grows up real fast. It's once (laughs) everybody's away that he is able to foil robbers and go shopping responsibly, including using coupons. Yes, he steals a toothbrush, but that was out of fear because the snow shovel guy was there to throw his body into the trash can full of salt. But it is, uh, it's fantastic. And the performance from the performances from Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are so good. They're, They're so, having a great like, time. It's just, yeah, everybody on that movie is having a great time. It is. It, it was an instant Christmas classic when it came out. The John Candy stuff, here's a fun fact, that was shot, he did all this stuff in one day, but a very, very long day. Mm. So he was on set shooting for certainly, I think upwards of 15 hours, maybe 20 hours. Damn. And improvising all of that stuff in the moving in the uh, moving in the back of the moving truck when they're making their way back to the fictional John Hughes Shermer, Shermer Illinois like town where where the McAllisters live. That's Danielle. great. I did not know that. Uh, next one Go for on. me. Um, yeah, right. Look, I love romance. I mm. love Christmas. I love mm. princes. So I can only recommend <laughs> that you binge watch the entire Christmas Prince. They come out with a new one every year, but I don't think we got one this year, which we is a bummer. We didn't get one this year. I think is last year was the end of it's Netflix. Netflix. I think oh. I think last year's was the end of that story. We had no uh, more to say about the because she had the a prince. baby, right? So they're yeah. like Dunzo. No, no, there are no stories for mothers. <laughs> no, like that's it. <laughs> 
Well, isn't the the princess switch part universe, of the universe part of like that whole saga? Isn't that what but it, it's how problematic it works? as to how it fits in? Yeah. Okay. So like, I guess that the princess switch two switched again is kind of meant to be this year's edition of the whole uh, franchise. Right? I haven't seen uh, the next princess switch, but it is on my radar. <laughs> I believe the crossover is yeah in princess switch in the new princess switch. They're watching one of the Christmas Prince movies. But also at some point in one of the Princess Christmas Prince movies, Vanessa Hudgens attended the wedding of the prince and his journalist beloved. So it's like, how are you watching the movie when you were there? My brain has exploded. Were Christmas the parents magic. in Frozen attending Ariel? I don't know. I'm so confused. Maybe it's um, like the crown. You know? For, Maybe their version all of in the, the crown, crown is the Christmas prince. <laughs> they're all in the crown. It would be about as accurate, says Lindsay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Lindsay, you got something for us? I hate Margaret Thatcher. Um, yep. I have got, like, so many. <laughs> the beloved um, holiday classic, I hate Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> it is in my family. We all like to stand around together and air our grievances with her. <laughs> Up yours, um, Iron Lady. <laughs> it's magical. Um, yeah, we have been going pretty hard on classic movies this Ooh. Christmas. Because I, I will watch anything with the word Christmas or holiday in the title. I will. Right. And I will yeah. enjoy it, no matter sure. how shoddy it is. Um, so I've been delving back into some classics that I haven't seen or that I hadn't seen in years. And um, I'm, I'm going to group them because you can group them. Sure. But big recommend on The Bishop's Wife, which is just <sighs> so funny. It's mm-hmm. so funny and delightful. Um, absolutely love The Bishop's Wife. Uh, Christmas in Connecticut. Great setup. Barbara Stanwyck. I love her anyway. I'll watch her do anything. Um the, it don't, the payoff isn't there. Like, as a rom-com author, I'm like, yeah, it's all falling apart three quarters <laughs> of the way in. But it's delightful. Um, and then the more bizarre option of Remember the Night, um, which if you like Barbara Stanwyck and Christmas movies and SVU, um, that's a story about where a um, kind assistant district attorney takes pity on a shoplifter played by Barbara Stanwyck that he's about to put in jail over the holidays and bails her out over the holidays with every intention of sending her to prison after the holidays. But because he's bailed her out and she doesn't have any place to go, he takes her home to meet his family in like rural Indiana. And um, obviously they fall in love. And then shenanigans ensue. But it's such a weird Christmas movie. It's so fucking weird. Um, Because the ending is like, (laughs) what? But it's really fun. Uh, We streamed it on TCM or HBO Max, so it was definitely on streaming. Right. Uh, but it's 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 a fascinating uh, a fascinating addition to the canon. I feel. Ooh, thank you. Those sound awesome. Lovely. I love it. Uh, here's here's what I think. I'll, I'll give another one, and then I know we have some of our favorite wrestle friends mm. have have sent in clips of them talking about their favorites. So I, here's what I was thinking, Julian. Let me know what you think. I'll make a recommendation so we've completed another round. And then we'll pepper in, we'll do one of theirs, and then we'll each throw one in, and then we'll go, we'll sort of go off of that. Here's a fun special that we just watched the other night. It is an adaptation of a children's book taken on by, uh, written by Jerry Jewell and featuring Jim Henson's Muppets. It's Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. <gasps> yes! Let's go, Lindsay. I, lo- I want I, to just talk about Emma Otter. That's all I want to talk about. Talk it's Jeff's about... favorite thing in the whole world. I okay. had never seen it until I met Jeff. And, and now we have to watch it every Christmas day. And I have bought him several Emma Otter related Christmas presents over okay, the last few the years. I thought uh, you didn't like it for some reason. No, I, I think that... it's terrible, but I'm obsessed <laughs> oh, with it. There we go. Come on. It is terrible. It's sentiment. It's overly sentimental and maudlin and dumb and i love the riverbottom nightmare band so much fuck yeah. emma otter stealing his mom's washbin like there ain't no hole in the washtub until you put a hole in the washtub emmett i know he was like i'm gonna chance it all to win big was that otter raised to gamble with his mother's livelihood does he want yes. to see them out on the street <laughs> she sells the tool chest so he can't work anymore Fuck, fuck him, he should be at school. Like, she's trying to do her best by her son, and he's out there literally stealing the only way her, his mother can have a job. They're so it poor, my they can't mind. afford public school. That's how poor they are. 
Well, he probably got kicked out for being super dumb. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Uh, and also, like, the biggest problem is when you actually watch the other acts from the talent show, they're all a thousand times better than those little singing, singing idiots. So who cared? Like, they were never going to win. Were the they dancing as good as... twins that fall over themselves are better Charming. Than... Charming. Were they better we're than the Riverbottom Nightmare Band? <laughs> uh, is Emma Otter's junk band better than the Riverbottom Nightmare Band? <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. I, I, I maintain that the panel of judges were frightened because the the by the, the raw bottom, sexuality the, the, the river, and sensual nature gang, of the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. They come in and trash the music store. Yep. They they lay waste to public property. It's a rock and They're roll like, hell. I don't want to don't want them to kill us. The rock and roll hell. Roll in and beat the beat the shit out of people. They they're not going to kill people. Rooms. They're children. Like civilized rock stars. <laughs> they are. They're not rock stars. They're they, angsty children. Hey, that bear they can are drive. rock and roll. They are rock <laughs> and roll. <laughs> that bear is driving age. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Well, he's that he's that senior that's been there for a few years. You know, like it's fine. I I cannot not watch it, but I also can't watch it without just being like, oh my god, this is terrible Honestly, but i do if, love it if ma was a little bit more assertive in her collections and stood up to that that hoity-toity lady who refuses to pay because the there was an iron the fox who doesn't yeah, the want to fo- pay yeah. the mayor it's the mayor's uh the mayor is a fox right the yeah fox, i mean you've got yeah, to assume that foxes flock together and uh they're just taking the piss basically yeah but i just think you know she's a widow she's struggling she's doing yeah. her best she still addresses her dead husband as father, which is the kind of like we need to get her on match or something and just make something happen for Mother Otter. I um, think when they take that slide over the frozen river that each time she's hoping the ice will give. One hundred percent. Everything for both She didn't of them. sell his tools like to raise money. She just took them away because she's planning her she's planning to leave. Yeah, and she's, she's planning... gonna saw a hole in that, in yeah, that ice. There's only one planning. way out and it's and... straight up for her. Straight down like, yeah, through the like, ice. That's what no, she's going. You don't have to have money in heaven. Come on, Emmett. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, Very sweet. The music together. is great. The music is uh, Paul Williams. It's all Paul Williams. It's music. great. Have you watched the deleted scenes? Have you got the DVD? I, or I have it, but I I don't know if I have watched the deleted scenes. Oh, you is must. There one there where is... Samuel L. Jackson shows up and recruits them into the event. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then uh, Emmett just fritters away into dust and right. everyone's happier. Um, but no, there is an incredible deleted scene where it's when um, the music shop's being trashed and mm-hmm. the drum rolls out the door. Yeah. There's a thousand different cuts of it where they were trying to get the drum to roll properly and Jim Henson is in them all and it's just like, it's beautiful. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, he makes all kinds of off-color and, and entertaining uh, improvised jokes and it's better than the whole special. But I, oh, I, I say that with love because it's really genuinely very funny because he does them as the characters making the jokes. Um, and it's just it's just really great. Yeah, the, if you didn't grow up with it, it's the the memory of it is a lot stronger than the actual. It must you be. Know, they made <laughs> the thing. It's a very 1977 thing to make. Yeah. And and it's fine. It's it tells a sweet It's lovely. sort of gifts in the Magi story, except they they it's they don't get any they, it would be as if the watch fob and the hair were traded for a chance to maybe get something <laughs> for the other person. This sounds bleak. Yeah. Yeah, it is like, pretty oh. bleak. It's it is pretty bleak. I mean, I, I, they can't remake it because like Ma would have to start on OnlyFans, and it would just be like, <laughs> you know, it's like that's, she's got no choice. And then one of the kids would have seen it, and the kids in the Riverbottom Nightmare band definitely would have seen it, and it would have been really hard for Emmett. Uh, but good for Ma for finding a way to fund her child's dreams. It's rough and in then the she streets. wouldn't have had to sing in a talent show. If only she had a new dress. I mean, it's it, you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. <laughs> yes. Uh, clearly, this is the new it, this is the new favorite holiday special of Toots and Fights. It's so like a fever dream. Yeah. I don't it, believe it, it anything really you just said is real. Well, it really does. It may or may not be. That's the Ain't magic no of, of Emin Otter. Ain't no hole in a washtub. It's, it's great. <laughs> okay, now I'm fully convinced that this is a prank you're playing on me. I'm fully convinced. <laughs> Just a prank you decided like to play I'm making up the song. Fall it down's a free ride. Slipping and sliding in the mud. <laughs> Let's hear from one of our wrestle friends. Let's hear from one of our... Uh, one, <laughs> I can't say it. Let's hear from one of our wrestle friends about their favorite piece of holiday media. 
James Durbin, what do you think? Tights and Fights Podcast! It's a perfect wrestling podcast! Hey everybody, it's your old friend James Durbin here. There's just some classics that we consider classics and uh, must-watches in our family. And those be the Polar Express. <sighs> uh, dated animation, um, but it's, it's just so good. It's, it's something. Uh, another one that we have recently uh, re-watched and uh, introduced to our kids is Jingle All the Way. Yes, Jingle All the Way. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, a wonderful, wonderful cast. Um, great character work. Uh, it's goofy. It is a Chris Columbus directed film, uh, which I would also put up there with Home Alone as a wonderful Christmas movie. And uh, the creme de la creme for me, as far as Christmas movies go, that I consider a Christmas movie would be Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Another thing I would love to uh, promote around this time of year, I've put out some new music uh, with my new band Durbin, uh, D-U-R-B-I-N, and we've got a couple singles out and a music video that's uh, doing great things, and those songs are Kings Before You featuring Chris Jericho on uh, 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 guest vocals as well as Phil Demmel on guitar, and our latest single and music video for the song titled The Prince of Metal. And uh, I hope that everybody has a wonderful holiday. And no matter what you're celebrating, where you're celebrating, or how you celebrate it, even if you don't celebrate it, I hope that you have a wonderful one. Here's what's great. Is, is as a parent, you get to, as a family, create these traditions together, Dang. things you watch. And, and when the children grow up, then this becomes something that they will pass on or something that will be beloved to them. So I think that's a wonderful thing. It's like Emmett Otter. Like Emmett Otter. <laughs> <laughs> which it, is Dad. a real thing, Danielle. Which is a real thing. See, it's, between it, metal, the metal prince, who I, is that like a, I want the spinoff of the Christmas prince to be the prince of metal. Prince like of metal. I want that. <laughs> yep. And then, and then Emmett Otter should also be the, uh, the prince of Emmett daughter. Nice. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank Nicely you. Done. Thank you. I'm out of practice. <laughs> got, a, got a recommendation for us, Danielle? I do. Uh, this is, I find this movie to be so delightful and incomprehensible. It's one of the first of the Dolly Parton Christmas movies. Oh, um, yes. And it's called Unlikely Angel, where Dolly Parton plays an extremely horny um, bar singer uh, who is killed in a car accident. But then, like, St. Peter is like, nah, you got to go do a good thing and then we'll let you in. So she has to, like, get this grieving family to, like, become a family again. And she, like, uh, go, she she goes and she's, like, their nanny and she gets them to talk in and, and, and all of that good stuff. The best part is that she is, she's such a horny angel that, like, St. Peter has to keep coming down and, like, shaking his head at her while dressed as other people because she keeps... Like, literally, she's, like, thinking about how much she wants to bang this dad. And then everything, like, all of the stuff on her wall starts, like, shaking and crashing down. And she's like, okay, fine. I get it. No banging. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, bless Dolly. God bless, bless Dolly. She is an angel who walks among us. So that would make truly, sense for her truly, to play an angel. Truly. Uh, Lindsay, what you got? So, I'm going to give a recommendation of something not to watch. Because oh. I keep seeing this come up on lists. It was on the Vulture list from New York Magazine, and it blew my mind a little bit because I watched this based on a recommendation from a Christmas movie list, and it was presented in its unedited glory. Now, this is a movie from the past, and it had some depictions of people that were not representative of the current standards uh, that we expect from our movies. Is it Breakfast at Tiffany's? No, but it could be. Um, and I was texting my friend and he was like, is it as bad as Breakfast at Tiffany's? And I said, I think it's worse. So it's a movie called Holiday Inn, which is a Christmas musical with Bing Crosby and uh, Frank Sinatra. No, not Frank Sinatra. I won't defame him. You can't defame the dead. Um, Frank Sinatra and Fred Astaire. Uh, and they play a song man and a dance man uh, who are best friends, fall out over a woman, so Bing Crosby moves away to the country in Connecticut to set up a farm because he thinks that will be less work than working in Hollywood. He uh, obviously is incorrect. The farm is hard work. So he reinvents his farm as 
the Holiday Inn, where it's a hotel that's only open on holidays. So the first one is Christmas. Um, and then it actually, we could argue that this would not fit Hal's definition of a Christmas film because it runs through the whole year and just starts and ends with Christmas being the pivotal moment. So they uh, acquire this girl. They hire a dancer singer to be part of the show at the Holiday Inn. Uh, and then it's a it's a fun love story between the guys and the girls and and the question of ambition and for the time you're like oh should she follow her career or follow her heart and like is he giving her a fair chance to make up her own decisions is she being manipulated there's a lot of interesting stuff in it there's also a lot of fun song and dance numbers there is also an entire song and dance number that takes place with all the lead characters in blackface oh of course there is didn't see it oh, no. coming um, and largely, it seems that this has been edited out for modern audiences, which seems like the right thing to do. Wasn't edited out on HBO Max. So Yikes. watch yourselves. Was there a warning? No, there was no warning. It was very confusing. Well, um, everybody and... check out 1997's Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just a song and dance song, but this is the problem where they can't cut it out because one of the characters proposes to one of the other characters while he's putting shoe polish on her face. Oh, no. Yeah. So I really just wanted to give people a heads up because for the first sort of 40 minutes, you're like, this is lovely and I love it and it's Christmassy and it's full of these lovely people I've been taught to love. Um, and then it comes out of nowhere and you're going to have to have some really uncomfortable conversations with your kids. Uh, so that's a warning. <laughs> and a <laughs> if you can find the edited version, I guess sure. But if you can't, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, that movie uh, is the first appearance of the song White Christmas. And it it is, yeah. It is, song. which is why it was on the list that I found yeah. it on. That's what they mentioned. They did just not watch mention. Just White Christmas. Yeah, yeah just watch White Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. 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 Just so watch much Christmas. easier. It's okay. So much easier. It's okay. Uh, is it my turn again? I believe it is feels like your turn it's help not it. christmas without the charlie brown christmas special oh. and if you don't like the charlie brown christmas special then your heart is smaller than the grinch's pre epiphany it is it is it's lovely and pure and sweet and children having midlife crises <laughs> it's everything you love about me it was the first it was their first televised special Nobody wanted to get it made. It won a Peabody and has become a classic. It is now only available on Apple TV+. Plus. Another time that I'm glad I gambled and got a subscription to it early. And it's I, we just we just watched that recently as well. And it, it's just so sweet and dear, even, even though it is an infomercial for Christianity. I'm okay with it <laughs> because I love Snoopy and the Peanuts gang so very much with so much of my heart. And and it's just a beautiful thing. It's oh, oh my heart. You know, we have a recommendation now. You heard from us. Don't take our word for it. Talk to our good friend Emily Pratt. Emily, what you got for us? Hello and happy holidays, tights and fights. Uh, this is Emily Pratt. I am a former guest on this show and currently a regular contributor to Fan Fights the fanbite media wrestling section and my favorite christmas special thing i think is elf uh elf is a movie that i didn't see from like the year it came out until like two years ago and i remembered it being funny but it was way funnier even than i remembered like prime will ferrell really cannot be beat um, since this is a red wrestling podcast, I also want to push my uh, get people to watch Tokyo Joshi Pro agenda. Say I'm also looking forward to their Christmas show on December 19th, which uh, their tradition is they do like random singles matchups and they have some really promising ones coming up. They got Miyu Yamashita versus Maki Ito, Shoko Nakajima versus Mirai Mayumi. Yuka Sakazaki versus Palm Harajuku, all with only like 10 minute time limits. Oh, and there's a bunch of other matches too. But anyway, if you don't know who those people are, you should learn by watching this show because they're very good. Uh, happy holidays again to the Tyson Fights universe. Bye. Thank you, Emily. I love and it. And I, sh 
I should point out that Elf, which is also great, and I'm sure one of us would have brought it up, was written by somebody from suburban Philadelphia. Thank you. You're <laughs> what all were the odds? welcome. What were the a modern odds? Christmas odds? classic. Another great piece of, of Christmas culture written by a Jew. We run your we run your holiday. Deal with it. Danielle. It's your uh, turn. Okay, so next is, um, I don't remember if it was Hallmark of Lifetime, uh, but mm. it is a movie called Christmas in the City. Sure. And it is also a uh, rom-com where, uh, you know, wouldn't you know it, this woman is living in a small town running her dad's candy shop. But it looks like her dad's candy shop is going to have to close. And so in order to make money, her and her daughter must move oh to the city, OnlyFans, oh. uh, except yeah. it, it is, the, and they never tell us which city, they just always say the city, by the way. It's like, well, sure. like San Francisco, like there aren't other cities, San Fran. Um, so she gets there and she starts working with her friend at a department store and wouldn't you know, city people just don't love Christmas like people did back in her town, but she's gonna make them love Christmas um, with awkward duets with the guy whose uncle owns the store. Um, she will also battle uh, the evil, uh, uh, playing very evil. One Ashanti um, is in this movie where she plays obviously like the the evil kind of Corella Deville, like uh, uh, you know Melania, like who the fuck cares about Christmas lady in really nice clothes. Um, <laughs> and she doesn't sing once, which I think is a mistake. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, go go watch Christmas in the City if you really love those cheesy Lifetime Hallmark. Christmas movies, this is the one for you. That's it. Awesome. Lindsay. I am going to pick a bunch of TV episodes Ooh. that I have taken to watching every year. Uh, and this is a relatively new tradition, but over the last sort of three years, I want to say, and it just has made me extremely happy. I am a huge Frasier fan. I love Frasier. Uh, just unrepentantly <laughs> love Frasier so much. And he had some really, really good Christmas episodes. Even when the seasons had themselves gone off the boil, perhaps, the Christmas episodes usually did pretty well uh, at just being self-contained episodes. But we also had some major Christmas developments. We had Daphne found out about Niles' crush on her. Apologies if that's a spoiler for you, but that's on you. Um, in a episode before the Christmas episode, so then the actual Christmas episode that season was all about... Daphne reacting to the information that, that Niles had this crush on her and her having to see him in a new and different light. Um, that was amazing. There's a brilliant episode where Frederick comes to town and Frasier has to get his Christmas presents at the last minute because the, pre the presents he has ordered uh, are not the right ones when they arrive. That's pretty great. Uh, and there's a brilliant episode uh, called Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. Not Moskowitz. That's an American tale. Um, <laughs> Moskowitz. Uh, and that's amazing. Where, um, In honor of Hal's people, uh, a Jewish woman sets her daughter up with Frasier, uh, but doesn't realize that Frasier is not Jewish. Uh, and it's Amy Brenneman, uh, who is amazing, uh, is his date. And you kind of want them to get together because that's a pairing that totally makes sense. Um, but yes, I really loved that one. That was such a good uh, self-contained farce episode. That one and the Frederick Christmas gift episode, I think, are my two favorites. Fantastic. And Frasier is the show that stars the guy who played Darius Grouch, right? That's the one. That's yes. the one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No That's planes what... in that one, though. Uh, no, there are no planes. There's quite a lot of money. Uh, you do see some of the money in the episode with uh, with, with uh, Frederick's toys. You see him hand over three hundred dollars so that's some of the money can be traced some of the money yeah. it's forever going to the airport as well actually you think about how many times frazier goes to the fucking airport in that show his, his life was always leading in one direction it really was <laughs> uh, i want to give you a recent christmas film i have a couple but i'll i'll go with one that i watched most recently which is anybody anybody who knows me very well knows that the actor who I must watch in every single thing he does is Kurt Russell. Hmm. I'm an oh. unapologetic Kurt Russell fan, and I rate his movies. They can be Kurt-tastic, then the next level is Russellicious, and then the best <laughs> movies are Kurt-tastically Russellicious. And I will give you an example. Big Trouble in Little China, Kurt-tastically Russellicious. Tombstone, Kurt-tastically Russellicious. Sky High, Russellicious. Not enough Kurt Russell in it, but... <laughs> The Christmas Chronicles, the first one, and the the recent 
the recent sequel is is fine, but the first one is so good. It stars Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, and it's about one night, one crazy night where everything goes wrong, and it's lovely, and he's a fantastic Santa Claus, and I love the telling of the story, and it did make me cry. I did cry at a certain point. It's a very it's a very sweet movie and a good modern Christmas classic. You know, we it's not the the holiday seasons without a personalized media recommendation from RJ City. So let's hear what RJ has to say. What do you got, buddy? For my money, and I have so very little, there are two Christmas specials I will watch every year. One that I love because it's amazing, and one that I love for the opposite reason, uh, because it's horrible and I kind of hate it, but, but I love that I hate it. The first one is the Pee Wee Herman uh, Christmas special. It's in the Playhouse. I'm sure everyone has seen it for my money. It's one of the greatest Christmas specials of all time. The guest list is insane. Dinah Shore, Katie Lang, uh, Grace Jones, Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello, uh, Little Richard, Charo, Magic Johnson, and Zsa, Zsa Gabor. I mean, Zsa, Zsa Gabor is there with uh, a cow, with the cow puppet there. And who knew? I watched it as a kid, and years later I wound up at her husband's birthday party, but that's a story for another day. Oprah is in it. I mean, I don't know. What more do you want? I mean, at the time, as a child, you're like, wow, this is the world that we should all be living in. And it almost feels like a cameo, but it's not. Lawrence Fishburne, of course, is in it as Cowboy Curtis, but he's just a regular cast member. I mean, that world is so weird that Lawrence Fishburne being a cowboy is like the most normal part of it. The songs are fantastic. I think the opening number is delightful. Pee-wee is at his best. They obviously spent money. They did a specific uh, stop-motion opening just for the special. And, yeah, whatever. It's the best one of all time. And if, if you don't agree with me, you fu- you're fucking wrong. The second one is the Paul Lind Christmas special. And I know everybody talks about, oh, Paul Lind's Halloween special. But his Christmas special uh, is horrible. Is a piece of shit. Uh, they do The Night Before Christmas. And I think Alice Ghostly is in it and Ann Mira is in it. But it's Paul Lynn trying to branch out and be like a more serious actor, which is kind of impossible. And, you know, he was classically trained and he went to school with a lot of people who ended up being appreciated for being comedic and theatrical, like people who were taken seriously, unlike him. And he always seemed to resent that his fame was being, you know, on Bewitched and Match Game is like, oh, not Match Game, Hollywood Squares. Please forgive me. Please edit that as the funny guy. So this is him trying to be more serious. And that just equals boring. But it is so bad. And it puts uh, such a weight in the air that I cuddle up to it every holiday season. God bless you all, you crazy kids. Julian, I can't believe you got star of WWE's The Bump to appear on our Christmas special. Did you send a Cobb salad? No, but you know, genuinely, it is nice that he still remembers us little people, even though it is. It's nice that he hasn't forgotten where he came from. Please, (laughs) we're the bump. We give, we provide the bump. They are the bump. We provide the bump. I I have to say, I'm shocked that he didn't mention the Star Wars holiday special, only because Beatrice Arthur is one of the guests. Oh, and it's pretty... the proprietor of the cantina. And she sings a whole song about it. She sure does. She sure does. Um, My next Christmas movie is the dumbest movie in the entire world. Uh, I feel like I've said that a couple times now, but each of these is is dumb in their own world. Um, I'm going to recommend you watch Last Christmas. It's... Again, a romantic comedy. Um, Danielle hates us. Danielle hates us and wants us to suffer. (laughs) It's, oh, come on. It's funny once you figure out what's going on, but these two people meet and they fall in love. But there's a twist, and I won't give it away because this is one of those ones where you may not have already heard the twist. Uh, And I really just want you to experience it for yourself. So uh, last Christmas, and yes, you will have to hear that Wham song. You're not going to get away from hearing the Wham song. Oh, you know what? 
playing that game did we play that game last year or ever like the world did where it was like you lose the first time you hear last christmas somewhere i think we're all safe because we're indoors so i think we all (laughs) we all win the last christmas game you think that will save you (laughs) that song will seek you out Lindsay. Uh, I am going to recommend a TV special uh, that was formative uh, to me growing up. And I made Jeff watch it and it it went better than expected. Um, But I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with the series Father Ted, Mm. which is a British uh, sitcom from the 90s. Uh, set around three priests that live in a parochial house in an isolated island uh, in Ireland. And uh, the lead priest being Ted himself, Father Ted. And the special is called A Christmassy Ted. It's an hour long. Most uh, Father Ted episodes were half hours. So this was the very special Christmassy episode. Um, and it opens with Ted uh, getting a an award for bravery because he and a bunch of the priests go Christmas shopping and they get lost in Ireland's largest lingerie department in a department (laughs) store and he successfully leads them out uh, without any without it being a scandal because the Irish uh, the the Catholic Church cannot stand another scandal so Ted is awarded um, a prize for his bravery uh, and then again shenanigans ensue but uh, Father Ted was so important to me as a series growing up it was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. It was so absurd. And um, just Ted's generally not a nice person. Like Ted's a pretty terrible character, (laughs) but it's always just massively funny and ends up being weirdly heartfelt, even though most of the characters are either just genuinely terribly awful um, or deeply stupid. But I do recommend (laughs) it. It's really lovely. And uh, A Christmassy Ted is a good introduction if you feel like jumping in. Ooh, thank you. I love it. Love it. Thank you. I will check that. I've not, I've no Father Ted, but I've never really watched it. So I, I need to check it out. I have a recommendation. When Disney Plus launched, they had a film that was meant to be released theatrically. It was meant to be released in the, in the holiday season of 2019. I guess it launched last fall, which feels like it was 900 years ago. It was supposed to be theatrically released. They decided to save it. So it is a big, Big budget Christmas movie from Disney starring Anna Kendrick called Noel. And it is lovely and it is a it is a perfect new holiday movie. And I wonder if it being on Disney Plus will prevent it from becoming the classic that I think it should be. But you it, it's worth first of all, it's worth checking out Disney Plus for a variety of reasons if you like anything Disney. There's something on there for you that you likely have not seen before or that you've not seen in a long time. That is my plug for Disney Plus. They do not pay me. I wish that they did. <laughs> nine nine. But, oh wait, what is it? Seven seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a fantastic film, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. Is there anything else anybody wants? To, I feel like there's stuff like we could talk about Christmas Vacation stuff like that, but I think we've, I've yeah. Steered, I mean, there's stuff. Away. Is there anything else that anybody wants that anybody would feel? The stuff we have to watch, like Frosty and Rudolph. For yeah. sure, like the classics have to happen. Without Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, I will literally watch anything. I've even to the point I've watched every Christmas episode of like Family Guy and American Dad. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Put a Santa hat on it and send it to my house. I will just devour it. Speaking of Disney Plus, I've watched every Christmas episode of The Simpsons. And oh, again, it's yeah. kind of one of those where even in the seasons when the show isn't at its best, the Christmas episodes are usually at least bearable because <laughs> it's christmas so you're it's like here's 22 minutes where i can go ho 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 um <laughs> yeah it's enough it's enough for me uh there's a bunch of british specials if people don't know them uh the gavin and spacey spacey gavin and stacy christmas special is really famous uh the royal family not to be confused with the royal family uh <laughs> it's royal o-r-o-y-l-e royal family christmas special is super famous that's really great and there is a Christmassy episode of The Vicar of Dibley, which is just charming and hilarious where the female vicar accidentally agrees to eat three Christmas lunches because she doesn't want to disappoint her parishioners and has to go around every house and eat all three. Uh, and it's just so charming and lovely. And like I do like I do like to indulge in the television of my homeland uh, at the festive <laughs> season because I'm not going back there, clearly, uh, anytime yeah. soon. So it's Vicar of Dibley and uh, Father Ted all, all the way for me this year. All right. Daniel, Very nice. You got anything? 
Uh, no, sorry, I'm too distracted. Uh, one of my cats is actually not hiding from me right now. And oh, is boy. just kind of like hanging out. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> did it hear us talking about Money Plane? I bet it did. Because uh, that I could be a Christmas tradition. I just yeah. realized none of us said Muppet Christmas Carol, and that feels like an oversight. That does I feel, feel like, like an if, I, if I'm going to watch a Christmas, I don't like to watch the same story a bunch of times. I don't like to watch that particular story. I get that a lot of Christmas movies are similar, so back off internet but in terms of christmas carol if i'm gonna watch scrooge is also good watch scrooge scrooge yeah i I do i can watch both of those i consider those far enough apart for it to not be a problem for sure and you there's nothing wrong with watching it a bunch oh well you have clearly never been to uh my parents house during uh the holiday season because with my dad it is it is non-stop a christmas carol Uh all freaking season long it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter how good it is or how bad it is we will watch it and we will enjoy it uh our favorites are the george c scott and alistair sim versions uh patrick stewart i feel like there's a patrick stewart yes Yes, there is a patrick stewart version of it uh patrick stewart's okay it's not the best but we will watch we will watch it we've watched every single version of it and we we make it a point to do it every year your dad wants to learn that goddamn lesson julian he wants (laughs) everyone to learn the lesson that's right well you see the thing is I feel like those three ghosts have kind of been slacking off because we know there are a whole bunch of people in the White House who needed a visit at this point, and they've had five chances and have dropped the ball every True. single time. I just lacking, lacking. Is there a crossover potential with Ghostbusters uh, where we find out why they haven't been visiting anyone else? Because oh, you'd have heard about it by mistake. now. We would have heard about it a by now. A very Ghostbusters Christmas. Oh, I'd love it. Although knowing that fan base, they'd probably find a reason to be very, very upset about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. A Christmas Ghostbusters coming in 2022 uh, with an all gerbil cast. We we (laughs) hope that your holidays are full of light. But to close us out, we have some selections from the Dark Order. Here's Colt Cabana. Hello, tights and fights. This is your favorite professional wrestler, Colt Cabana. I know that's a bold statement, saying that I'm your favorite professional wrestler. Maybe your favorite professional wrestling guest, but even so, that's still kind of bold. I'd like to wish a happy holiday, a Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkahs, and by Hanukkahs I mean more than one night, a happy Kwanzaa, and whatever you may or may not celebrate with whoever you may or may not want to celebrate with. Shall we talk about some of my favorite holiday specials? I think we shall. I will give you one special wrestling holiday gift, and I'm going to make you play it on the show, and I'm not even going to give you the clip. You're going to have to find it yourself. Uh, But for me, I guess in terms of movies, it's Die Hard, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not jumping on that. Uh, Elf. I'm an elf man. You know, I was coming into my own as a comedic mind while Will Ferrell was on SNL. So I always kind of cheered for him. And so when he became big with Elf, that was kind of a sense of pride for me as a comedy fan. And it's a movie that I think is so easy to watch. Now, when it comes to being a ultra nerd alternative comedy fan, there's a couple of things and I know it's very taboo to talk about Earwolf here on Maximum Fun, but I will. Oh, I have the gall to do it. Every year, Comedy Bang Bang, which was the first podcast I ever listened to back in 2009, they put out the end of the year awards and they have the best episodes and clips from the best episodes. So I know whenever that comes on my podcast feed that it's it's Christmas time. It's that holiday time. So that always makes me feel happy in some kind of way. And then I always think about the Comedy Death Ray Christmas album, which makes me a real comedy snob and or hipster. So go back and find the Comedy Death Ray Christmas album. And then Scott Aukerman adjacent, I will say, who charted also put out a Christmas album. And Howard Kramer becoming Dragon Boy Suede and singing about Christmas is always something I love to go back and listen to. And then when it comes... To professional wrestling, there is nothing better than seeing the stars of Pro Wrestling Noah, a company I wrestled for for five years in Japan, singing Jingle Bells, led by the great Misahara Masawa. Julian, you are putting in the clip of that song right now. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I don't feel like we can top that, True. right? Yeah, that's it. We did it. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kalk and Daniel Redford, along with me, Hal Lublin. 
and my podcast we got this did a holiday fundraiser for lyft which helps empower families to break the cycle of poverty you can still purchase tickets and purchase a viewing of that film as long as you want for the rest of december you pay once pay what you can benefit that charity and then you have access to the show, which features Paget Brewster, musical performances by Open Mike Eagle, Paul and Storm, The Double Clicks, Molly Lewis, Carter Parton Rogers, and more. And features an incredible star-studded 12 days of Christmas performance that is the only acceptable version of that song that you should ever listen to. Again, houseseats.live to get tickets to that. Danielle, what's going on this holiday season? Um, nothing. Uh, I don't have any extra holiday stuff. Um, I wish I did, but I, that would also mean more work. I'm working. Um, no, that's just, uh, uh enjoy your holidays. Um, that book I kept talking, the comic book, I wrote it. So when I can tell you guys about that, I'll tell you about it. But I wrote it and it's done. And now I just have to wait for illustrations and stuff. Yay! Yay! Um, very exciting stuff um but that's about it yeah just uh if you want to see what i'm doing if i wind up doing anything other than trying to make two uh two cats who could not give less of a shit about me uh give a shit about me uh you can find me at danielle radford on twitter Lindsay, i have books um which is still out and um if you feel so inclined by the time you hear this we will have announced the title for my next book which you'll be able to pre-order which will be out on november 11th 2021 which we hope is far enough into the future that we'll be able to go on a book tour and actually see people. Um, so you can pre-order On a Night Like This, which will be out November next year. That's uh, up on all of the places where you can pre-order things. Bookshop.org, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Woodstone, blah, 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 wherever you get your books. Um, it's there. So do that. Make me look popular. That would be amazing. Thank you. Uh, one more thing I forgot to do. You can ring in 2021 and more importantly put 2020 in your review with your pals from WorkJuice and WorkJuice East. We are doing live shows on Thursday, December 31st at both 7.30 Pacific Time and 11.30 Pacific Time. We're going to ring in the new year on both coasts and you get to hang out with us and, and they're always sloppy, good, fun. Just hanging out and hearing stories and seeing some pals hang out that are sort of like your pals. Our producer, Julian Burrell, is sad no one mentioned the Black Adder Christmas special. Love Black Adder. Full props. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. And hey, it's not too late to give gifts to people. Just because the holiday may have passed, you can still give our t-shirt to yourself and wear it on over your face and on the body part below the face. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Bye, everybody. Ho, 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 ho. I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we host After Game Show, a podcast where listeners submit games and we play them regardless of quality with a dozen listeners from around the world. We've had folks call in from as far as Sweden, South Africa, and the Philippines. Here's an example. This is a game we call Zooey Deschanel, where you turn a celebrity's name into an animal pun. You have an example, Manolo? Brad Gorilla Pit. Oh, that's a pun on Gorilla Pits? Yep. I don't know. If that's, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. That's a high quality game that you yeah. could expect. Doctor Game Show has new episodes every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun. Check us out, please. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.